0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Las Vegas where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. UFC, film, radio, TV, politics, sex, drugs, rock and roll. It's no holds barred radio, folks. And I'm here today with my partner and co-host TJ DeSantis. TJ, what a week. We got a lot to talk about here. It's going to be you and me today. No guests needed because there's a lot of uh, interesting subjects that I want to go over with you personally and hear your feedback. Sound good? Yeah. I mean, Bruce Buffer, as seen on Monday Night Football. Wow. I know. But let's, let's start off the way it really started. Sunday night, Michael Buffer as seen on Sunday night football, opening up for the Rams at the brand new multi-billion dollar SoFi stadium. What a stadium that is. It's incredible. It looks like a spaceship. It does look like a spaceship. It's actually 20 minutes away from my home here, you know, near the beach where I live. Yeah. It's just right down a shot. I actually wanted to appear for the Rams, but, um, I had the pleasure of appearing for a team I've been a fan for all the years. I think a lot of people in some way are Raider fans, but I appeared for the Raiders on Monday night football. And, uh, TJ, I've done a lot of great things in my life, had a lot of bucket list experiences, but I have to tell you, this is definitely a bucket list experience. I mean, you opened up a stadium, essentially. Yeah, a stadium, uh, the brand new season for the Vegas Raiders. Obviously, their second season, but their first season at the stadium right. in Vegas, which cost, yeah. what I understand, costs $1.8 or $1.9 billion. to well, $1.99, 9, just about $2 billion, I think, when it's all said and done. Yeah, all said and done. And then the... Uh, SoFi stadium had to be even more expensive oh yeah
1: yeah, yeah. uh real, real quick may i just say this i think this is you know the first of at least a couple appearances for yourself in that new
0: stadium oh yeah in las vegas they're gonna do a ufc in there at some point i really believe that well even before the um uh the ufc gets there which at some point it should there's no question Yeah, Uh, it just seems to be in a bucket list or just to be in the future and and destined to happen. But I will be back for the Raiders. Here's the thing. I have teams that I could easily not easily, excuse me, but I could appear for. I could approach and appear for or have approached me. Right. Um, It was an honor to have the Raiders call me in and uh, I'm going to stick with them all through the season. We all know I'm a Philadelphia Eagle fan. You know, that's my hometown. Right. right. But
1: they're they're at least in a different conference. They're in the NFC. Yeah, they're in the NFC.
0: It's okay, but uh, the Raiders are going to play the Philadelphia Eagles in a few weeks at Allegiant Stadium. So,
1: Uh, okay well you're gonna be torn then i
0: guess i I think i actually might have a ufc the night before so i plan on going to the game if that's the case but i have wow i have so much to figure out this i get back after two days and i got three thousand emails trying to figure everything out that's one thing i definitely want to figure out because if i'm there i'm gonna go to the game but i am gonna come back and appear for them on uh, their sunday night football game and it was really cool because i brought henry with me right my god i saw that yeah i saw the i saw the photos and it was an amazing experience. As a matter of fact, the funny thing was is that Henry's in school, right? Right. You don't. You go to school. You don't go to school if you're sick, right? Right. Yeah. Would, would you believe the principal was so excited for him to go with me and have that experience yeah. as a 16 year old young man, yep. which, which is an experience that I think for any 16 year old or any young kid man you know, boy or girl who's a football fan would love to go. But it's an experience for a human being, it, my goodness. Yeah, it's an experience for human beings. So basically we flew in together. Um we immediately went right to the stadium because the game was only four hours later. Uh we're in a beautiful green room. Um Steve Aoki was appearing with me. He came in with his crew. Uh Henry got to experience all the pre-game things that happened, the attention and uh, the protocol that Steve and I have to go through or anybody would go through that's appearing for a team like that. Right. And he had basically acted as my assistant and he was just a upstanding, See, you know, the handsome, upstanding, young, polite young man that he is. And it just really made me my heart so warm for him to be there with me. It right. was a great experience and for me, too.
1: That's a better learning experience than anything he's going to get for that one day in the classroom as well. And it's got to be, you know, motivating for him too, to maybe potentially, you know, maybe not follow in your exact footsteps. But if he was, you know, intrigued and interested in that type of, uh, you know, night out and in, in work, then maybe he gets into that business. But one thing that I will say, and I, I think that educators especially um, need to sort of be more open minded is to the experience that you get in these once in a lifetime experiences, because right. a, a night like that can change your life forever. Honestly, Yes.
0: And I would hope that it I hope that it possibly could Um, because I'll tell you a couple of experiences he had. Uh, First off, he interacted with, again, the Raiders people. The head right. management of the Raiders. We went back in the studio the very next day to film a bunch of videos and audios to be used throughout the season for all their home games, which you know, I'm pretty excited about. He got to see how I work in that atmosphere. He got to see how I work in the live atmosphere. He got to see eight seventy thousand, whatever it is, fans going yeah. crazy when I walked out, which blew me away. It, I got to tell you, too, oh, it blew me, it blew me away. It blew me away.
1: You owned that that uh, that spotlight too, Bruce. I mean, that is. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. You you always handle yourself well in those uh moments but it's a much different sort of atmosphere when you think about it compared to being you know inside uh the octagon you're you're up on the concourse there you know you have to sort of have a different presence i think in that moment compared to when you're in the middle of the arena and all eyes are on you i I think you almost have to um you step outside your comfort zone to a certain extent to be more commanding of the attention because uh, again you're you're tucked off to the side granted you're on the big screen and obviously on television they were focused on you but but it's different than when you're in the the center of the action
0: per se it's a lot different i mean i was up top overlooking Mm seventy thousand, whatever it is fans of the Raider fans that were there. What was that energy teams. like? Incredible. It was amazing. Yeah. And you know what the cool thing was, is that the Raiders felt that the Steve Aoki uh, song that we did together, that we produced and, and, right. and wrote together, uh, the It's Time song, the Raiders said it epitomizes their team and who they are. So they're using, I love the, it. they've licensed usage of the song throughout the season. Um, that's great. And of course they wanted me to announce, but then they thought how great it would be for Steve to be with me. And I thought the combination right. of, you know, let's face it, he's the master DJ traveling the world, doing his thing. Yeah. And I've appeared with Steve, uh, New Year's Eve at Hakkasan. I've, I've right. appeared with him with Celine Dion. I've appeared with him with other people. We've had a lot of experiences together. Um, and this was both of us looking at each other saying, Hey, this is a bucket list fulfilled now. Right. Coming from me, that's a big statement but I think coming from Steve, it's a huge statement. So let's face it. It's a big statement and it's a bucket list. And I'm like a kid in a candy store. It's not about the check. And yes, I'll cash that check. (laughs) It's about the experience. And,
1: um, and how cool is it? Because, like you said, you you've appeared with him at Hakacon. Like, yeah, I, I understand you're you know you're, you're an Eagles fan. You're also a Southern California resident, right? Uh, but but you're Vegas. You know what I mean? You're you're part of that Vegas experience, as is Steve. And I, I can't think of two better people to sort of set the energy and tone for the Raiders in this you know Monday night game, uh, like you guys did. Like it's it's the the best pick. I don't think they could have you
0: know gone a, a
1: better direction. To be honest with you,
0: well, you sound like you just. Created the uh, boardroom conversation the Raiders had when they made the decision. <laughs> so it's all good. It's a no brainer, though. Really, it is. Here's the best part. Okay. And let me get back to Henry again. Yeah. We have a young man trying to decide what he wants to do with his life. Right. And the, this is the most important time of his life to figure that out, too. It is an important time. But at the same time, uh, we have a situation here where we have a young man who's been under COVID, as everybody else has, for two years, which has changed right. his life, as it's changed all of our lives. Change the ability to have the experiences that we discussed in the show many times that kids at 16, mm-hmm. 14, 15, whatever are going through. Yep. Home looking at a screen until he could go to school, COVID protocol. It's very hard to decide what you want to do in the world. You're not having any experiences outside your family.
1: It's hard to even feel like the world's a real place when everything is so, you know, disconnected to a certain extent.
0: That is correct. So with that being said, you know, here he is. He saw the way I interact with the people I do business with. He Mm. saw the people doing jobs and sports. He had a chance to meet one of the head people of a company called Switch, if I'm not mistaken, um, that basically is in the gaming industry, right? Okay. Something he loves, right? And he made a connection. And I, you know, I'm teaching him like that's how you build that you make right. connections. That's how networking. you find you're networking. So he got the experience to network. He met Michael Phelps. He met Dana White. They both Lorenzo Fertitta. They took time with him. They spoke to him. Aoki and his crew. It's like this. I was living this experience not just through my eyes. I was living right. it through my my. Amazing, handsome Godson's eyes. Yeah, at six five or six three rather. And uh, I remember when Dana saw him, he's like, "What kind of sports do you play?" And and right and uh, teach, uh, excuse me, um Henry says, uh, "Soccer." Now we all know what Henry we all know Dana White in the past what he said about soccer, but I know he respects right. soccer because you got to respect Maybe. soccer, great sport. But Dana looked at him. He looked at the, the six three physical specimen at sixteen. Is right. like you could do so many different sports you know you're yeah. you're, you're you're a specimen which i really right. loved hearing that in the words that dana put it in because he was paying a compliment to henry and and whenever yep. henry lit up i lit up now you as sure. a father understand what i'm talking about as i sure all fathers and mothers out there listening to us understand we love to live through our children's siblings whatever right you know
1: i mean you want their life to be better than yours and you can facilitate that uh it just makes you feel like you're doing your part and that's uh pretty
0: amazing exactly and getting back to the raider uh game it was an amazing experience when it was all over um i gotta tell you out of all the different things that i've done outside the ufc and in the ufc my phone my email my social media just lit up I mean, Bruce, like I'm the producer of your podcast. We're linked.
1: People that I know were hitting me up going, oh, my God, that was so cool. Did you see Bruce? And it's like, it's like I'm not Bruce. Like, I appreciate the text messages, but like that's how crazy people were uh, sort of fired up for it. The people that, you know, know me by association through this show uh, are hitting me up going, how cool was that? That's very, by the way, beautiful suit. I really oh, like the you, colors yeah. of that suit. That was that was the perfect uh, choice for that uh, occasion.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Raiders is silver and black, right? Now, there was right. some blue in the suit, but I'm sure it looked black on TV. But, uh, yeah, I, I picked a good one. They were very happy with it, too. Now, here's the other thing, too. Um, I've had Michael appear for many NFL teams, as he did mm. for the Rams that night, who won and uh, was great for them that they won. And it was great for the Raiders and for me that they won because NFL teams are very superstitious. Oh, yeah. Had they lost oh, yeah. that night, I might not have got called back, even though they said they want me to right. be exclusive through the season. But I know reality, right? And, right. And I was, mean, if they
1: got shut out, you know, lose 41 nothing, like, it's uh, not time anymore. It's
0: not time anymore. And I mean, <laughs> I probably would be the first one to tell them that, too, to be honest right, with you. Right, But now I've got power and fodder to, uh, and th- listen, they're all excited. They're, they're, they're like kids in a candy store. They're very excited about the whole thing. But- the amazing thing on the game is it was a really good game as was the yep. Rams game. It went into overtime, right? And the decisive game-changing play and part of me I forget the player's name, but the Raider player who came out as being gay a few weeks ago was the one to make the, the changing play in the game and he got big publicity for it, which I thought was fantastic, you right. know? And even when I was talking to the management, I go, "Yeah, that was great because you know they were they're so as they should be supportive of him." right Right. and here we it it feels like all things happen for a reason right yeah it was like that that. that's almost
1: one of those movies like it's written that way to play out that way and no it's it's a night that everyone's gonna remember for for you know many years to come honestly bruce because again for all intents and purposes you opened up that building yes it's their second season but it's it's the first sort of one that really counted with people there and uh You know, I I mean, I I don't want to say that, you know, you're going to be brought back only because of uh, superstition and good luck. But, uh, you know, you killed it and uh, you definitely have some momentum on your side. And, uh, uh, you know, I think you're going to be
0: a staple there. I love it. And that's the word I got. So I love it. I'm happy. I'm a kid and candy store bucket list fulfilled onward and upward and uh, congratulations to my big brother Michael Buffer I thought he did a great job with the Rams game and what was really cool too is that on uh, ESPN whether it was Al Michaels whoever said it he said uh, it's been a busy weekend for the Buffer boys yeah couldn't have put yeah. it any better and, yeah
1: and, and, the, and that's the thing too like both of you guys are, are very different from one another in your styles yeah But both work very well. And that's one thing that I think we're starting to see um, in stick and ball sports is the recognition of what someone like you or Michael can do to sort of blend the worlds of combat sports and, you know, traditional stick and ball sports. And, you know, a a ring announcer or an octagon announcer, in your case, it it works in, in football much more than you think it would. And uh, it's pretty special to sit back and see you spread your wings that way. And uh, like I said, I think it's going to be, you know, the first of not even the first because you did Sunday night football in tape form. Uh, I think it was like two years ago. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, like this isn't like football's not new for you by no, any means. No, no. But, uh, you know, I think that the, the Raiders uh, got something special in you. And I, th- I think they're going to hold on to that as long as they
0: can. Love it. Very excited about it. Henry came home with a Raider helmet. They made a jersey for him with his name how and great his number on it. So now he's a Raider fan. I would think the experience is going to push him that way. Of course, you know, Rams is the local team, but uh, you know what? It right. was just, again, an experience I'll well, never if, forget. It's all if, if
1: forget. the If the Rams want to try to get him on their side, they're going to have to one-up the Raiders. <laughs> this is how things
0: work. You know, this is uh, economy. Uh, we'll see. Um, you know, in the past, I did the Videotron intros for the Washington. Well, now they're the Washington football team. Yeah, right and At the time, they were the Redskins. Um, you know, I've, I've worked in hockey, baseball, you know, first pitch at the Dodger yeah. game, announced the Dodger. I've had all these great experiences. This in sports. Cause as, it works. But, it works. But this one in sports, um, and not counting my Super Bowl commercial, cause that's a commercial. That's not appearance. Right. Sports right, right. But this in sports overrides all except my beloved UFC. Okay. Right. And that's
1: a different thing altogether. But no, it, like I, I like the idea of using you in this environment and, uh, Yeah, we'll see where it goes from here. But uh, great job. You did
0: exactly what you needed to do. Thank you. Thank you. Mission accomplished. And there's a couple other big uh, announcements coming up. And again, I can't tell you about them. Right. So we'll just keep that rolling. Well, you
1: tease us with this Monday night one for forever. I I had to put it together, but uh,
0: well worth the wait. I had to. All right. Before we start the show again, as we get as we've already started the show, want to thank my sponsors, Puncher's Chance. Beautiful bottle. Beautiful bottle. Three gold medals for taste. Three gold medals for bottle design. Considered the finest tasting, highest rated craft distilled and distributed bourbon new in America today. Knocking down the doors, folks. Knocking down the doors. It's time energy for our UK fans. Please go to itstimeenergy.com, enter the contest to win fight cards, official fight cards framed beautifully. I think the way they frame them, the value on just the frame and the card is probably in the area of $1,000 just for this one prize you can win, of which there's 12 I think they're giving away. No brainer. Sign up. No brainer. Itstimeenergy.com, which will be available on Amazon in the United States to start until we hit all the retail stores available. And that will be coming by the end of October. And I'll make that announcement coming up. Uh, that's great. I want to thank FanDuel Sportsbook, our other sponsor of the show. I want to bet? I want to do fantasy football? FanDuel Sportsbook—that's the place to be. I'm happy to be an ambassador for FanDuel, and that's going to be a long-term relationship going on forward. I want to take a moment here to send my condolences and best wishes to the family of a friend of mine who just passed away at a very young age of 61, uh, comedian Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald's been battling cancer for many years. Finally succumbed to cancer in his long battle fight norm a pleasure to know you laugh with you and uh, play poker with you and all the things that we have done over the years together and um i may you rest in peace my friend i must say that tj i have to bring that up
1: yeah no i mean a lot of people i mean i didn't i didn't know that he was having that battle you know what i mean well they, he they did they he kept came another sp- raps he didn't make it public. yeah so yeah. It, it was it was a bit shocking um for me to hear that news but you know, very sad i was a fan big fan
0: yeah definitely all right, we're going to go into the news here. Is there anything you wanted to talk about before we go into the news? Do we have a couple other things or no? Uh,
1: I mean, you know, uh, aside from, you know, probably current events that we'll probably get to. Uh, if, if you miss anything, I'll bring it up at the end of the show. You
0: got it. That's why you're my partner. That's why you're my producer. Here we go. Okay, TJ, this is a disgusting story. I, I wasn't aware that this actually takes place. But for, mm. 1,400 dolphins were killed in the Faroe Islands in one day. Even shocking, some pro-whalers that are out there killing whales. Um, It was announced by a marine conservation group called Sea Shepherd as a brutal and badly, just badly handled man. It was the largest single hunt in the Danish territory's history. I mean, in this day and age, I can't even fathom this. What are they killing them for? Food? According to the organization, um, a super pod... As they call it, a fourteen hundred twenty-eight Atlantic Atlantic white-sided dolphins. beautiful, beautiful animal because In, they are intelligent, a Intelli- oh, pff, extreme. I mean that that
1: that's the problem with I think uh, you know the idea of eating a dolphin. Like they're they're intelligent creatures. Not that we should only eat things that are dumb, but like there's a connection. There's a human connection between man and, and dolphin. Like, if you've interacted with a, with a dolphin, which I'm sure you have out there surfing... Mm-hmm. Um, Many times. I, once you have that experience, I don't know how you could ever contemplate
0: eating one of those animals. I've had dolphins swim around me when I'm surfing. I've had them come up and... Yeah. Go, 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 you know, talk. It's, Because it's, they're friendly. They're friendly. And one thing about dolphins, when you're a surfer in the water and dolphins are around, you know there's no sharks. So it's right. like, yeah, come swim around me all you want. Exactly. Well, the whaler people were even criticizing him. And again, I, I can't get to the bottom of how this happened, but... Uh, supposedly, you know, when they had this, they were corralled by speedboats and jet skis on what they call uh, Scalabot nor Beach on the island of yeah. Esteroy. I have no idea, you know,
1: so, where these uh, are. It, it's interesting, too, because uh, not a lot of uh, countries that actually, like, eat and consume dolphin are even upfront about it. A lot of the dolphin meat is repackaged and, and sold as, as something else. I wasn't even aware gener- people eat dolphin. Yeah, like, again, it's not something that is widely talked about or, wow. you know, there's socially, you know, uh, not ambiguous, but like it, it's sort of frowned upon. And uh, there's a fantastic documentary called The Cove. It's very hard to watch because they show one of these these kills where they, you know, herd these dolphins into this little cove. And I mean, Bruce, they kill so many that the water is, is red. It's a sea of blood. And, uh, you know, the, the people uh, in Japan where this takes place, uh, they eat dolphin and they don't know that it's it's actually dolphin meat. Uh, a lot of that uh, dolphin that is taken from the, the hunt is actually repackaged um, as uh, lunch lunches for kids in school um, and it's sold off as just generic fish. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't understand why at this point we're eating dolphin anybody wants to eat dolphin but
0: again i i think that a lot of people just don't even know they're doing it i didn't know and i wasn't aware that this is a practice that actually happens each year i mean the people involved in killing must complete a pilot whaling course and the hunting of white-sided dolphins is a sustainable practice in this process with a yearly number of around 250 that get killed this is was six times as large right and as a result going to impact nature uh, totally and as a result the whaling people um were calling them out for accountability confirming right. there were not enough killers involved because the dolphins were struggling for breath on the beach until they were killed there were not enough people on the beach available right. on shore to kill them I just I mean this as I read this, terrible. it's like it's just terrible on so many counts. Now, if you can tell yeah. me why this has to be done, is it is is it overbreeding? It doesn't over-breeding. need to be, done.
1: Need to be no, done. No, I mean uh, it seems pointless to me. Um, the, the whole and again, I know they're they're mammals and not you know fish per se, yeah. but uh, the fishing industry is actually pr- pretty bad. There's a, a fantastic documentary on uh, Netflix. I can't remember what it's called. Um, But, you know, we've talked a lot about the the plastic pollution inside the ocean and there's like a island of plastic and and whatnot. Um, That's concerning. But when you look at like what the the fishing industry has done to the ocean, like the fishing industry is much worse than human pollution when it comes to just. Plastic bottles and things like that in the ocean. And like, I'm not saying that, you know, we we should stop eating fish. If you like to eat fish, that's that's fine. But, you know, we've talked in the past about how polluted the water is and and, you know the mercury levels uh, inside the the fish. Like it's 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 an industry and a practice that it's really not that beneficial for people anymore because sustaining yourself on fish. Not the most healthy thing in the world. And, you know, going out and harvesting those those fish, pretty bad for the world as a whole when it comes to the environment as well.
0: Well, who knows what the future holds when you talk about the mercury and everything building up. There could be a time we're not allowed to eat fish, you know, depending I where mean, it's coming I from. I think
1: some health, some health officials will advise you to reconsider the consumption of, of fish, especially uh, salmon. Like salmon well, is farm, not... of farm salmon. Yeah, yeah. right. But, but again, like it's... It, that's it's it's salmon there that is farmed yes that's isolated now but it's there's also a lot of things that are i mean fish now from the ocean not as good as it was 20 years ago that's that's safe to say no
0: you guarantee that but also when i say like when i go to a restaurant and salmon's my favorite fish when i order salmon Mm -hmm. i say is it farmed or, or is it uh right you know Wild, well, wild salmon, and but then again, you read stories as we've talked about on the show in the past, where the region in Alaska, where wild salmon yeah. comes from, in one key area that supports a lot of the world, they found cocaine, traces of cocaine right. in the yeah. salmon. So yeah. it's like, uh, well, I remember
1: when uh, Japan got hit with that earthquake.
0: Yeah, and they
1: had the, the, there, there were radiation levels, radiation in, levels exactly. In the
0: fish, and they migrate elsewhere. So. Right. All right, there's our story for today. Disgusting story, and I can't even condone it. I, there's no way I can, I can wrap my mind around this.
1: Well, it's, it's something that, like, generally you hear things about that with the dolphins. And you're like, okay, it's a cultural thing. Maybe I just don't understand. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, like I said, in, in 2021, there's not many cultures that are really willing to own up to eating and consuming dolphin. It's, it's taboo for
0: pretty much everyone. I agree. Um, let's go into another subject here. And it's not a positive one. We all know right. the homeless situation is going is horrible here in yeah. California. It's yeah. horrible in Orange County. It's uh, horrible in LA County. We had Sheriff Villanueva on the show. We talked about what is it eighty thousand homeless, fifteen thousand out of the state. They're moving the homeless out of Venice, California, to beach was a big problem here. And of course, where are they going to go? They're going to migrate to other areas. They're migrating right. to areas around where I live, other places. Um, granted, I'm sympathetic, you know, but I'm not sympathetic when I read stuff like this. Malibu get this is where we're going Malibu okay okay yep clear beach the whole bit vacation community whatever one of are. the
1: best places in the state
0: there's a place there called Dan Blocker Beach okay okay so a week ago or so a man with four family members was approached but he's on the beach enjoying his beach with his family and his wife right. and his kids okay two homeless men confronted the father right and Saying they were not allowed in the area, a homeless people telling the family they weren't allowed in the area, sparking an what? argument amongst the father and the two people. So right. one of the homeless people, and they've already arrested both of them, whips out a machete, starts slashing at the dad multiple times, cutting his arms and other areas, and taking oh and taking out his eye. Okay, no, he lost one eye. The other homeless guy, because uh, he got cuts across the face. The other homeless guy chased down the wife and the kids, right. What is happening? They've arrested both of them. You're in Malibu. I don't care where you're at. You're on the beach. No, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't compute. Like, it doesn't compute. Bruce,
1: like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there's ever any case that would justify that. But, like, I feel like there's got to be something more to the story than homeless people tell a family you can't go to the beach. Like, I'm hoping that there's more to the story that makes it make more sense. But I don't think anything can make this
0: makes sense honestly no, no no and uh that we'll leave that story alone homeless is a big problem a big situation of course i'd love to see him taken care of um not everybody's a good homeless person let's put it that way okay
1: Well, I mean, I think it comes back to something that we talked about with the sheriff. Like a lot of it has to do with like mental illness. Oh yeah, And those people need, uh, you know, to to find a support system that prevents them from being in these situations. Because obviously, you know, when you're mentally ill or unstable, you're not only a danger to yourself, but obviously others. And it's a slippery slope in how to handle it. But uh, something needs to be done for sure.
0: For sure. I'm going to give you one other homeless story that happened right down the street from my house. Okay, there's a market here. There's a Starbucks next to Bristol Farms, you know, a few miles mm-hmm. away from me. Right. So it's where I shop. So there was a homeless person, a kid, like 20-something, young 20-something. Mm-hmm. And uh, a local resident here took a liking to him, you know, talking to him, right. helping him out. Kid saying he wants to find a job, whatever. The resident here opened up a GoFundMe and raised $20,000 for him. Wow. With And also got a bunch of job interviews for him, right? Right. So the homeless kid went out. He bought a truck. Okay. He failed to show up at any of the job interviews. And the corner where he was living in a tent, now he's living there in his brand new truck that the GoFundMe bought him. Hasn't left. And still staying homeless. Where do you draw the I line? Mean, that's, where do, you, that's where do you, you draw the line?
1: I mean, here's the thing. Like, it's still a great gesture in offering and show of support from that citizen to do that. Yeah, um, and, and I don't think that the the lack of making the most of that opportunity should take away from the acknowledgement that that person deserves, right. uh, and and trying to foster an opportunity for this this gentleman. But uh, you know that that's the issue here, and and it goes to the the larger problem. Like this person is homeless because of either something that he can't control or something that he can and, and chooses to not you know
0: try to better his situation in life, and that's unfortunate. Well, one thing to be fortunate is if they were getting jobs working in the construction industry, maybe they would happen onto something to help them that I'm about to read to you here. But in France, and there was another story I read about a year ago when uh, people were cleaning out their attic in France and they found some very expensive painting. But uh, builders who are building in northwestern France, they're they're rebuilding a manor that was there. And while they're in the process of construction... <laughs> they found 239 gold coins valued at $356,000. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I mean, my question is what do they do with the coins? What do they right. do? You know, that, Yeah, I They were minted they were minted during Louis the 8th and Louis the oh, 14th. Yeah. Okay. Incredible.
1: I think about this, and and that's just one of many of hid these hidden treasures that are just all around us. All like who knows around, what's us. in the you know your neighbor's attic? Like th- that stuff is is there, and there's a lot of stuff that's hidden. You know what I mean? Oh. A lot of people in, in those older houses, um, you know, did hide stuff in floorboards and things like that. Yep. So it's like, uh, you you always wonder, you know. Have I walked by
0: something that's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars multiple times and never knew it was there? Never knew. Never knew. I know in my collecting days, I'd met people, my dad met people pulling out. I remember one time I went to a garage sale and Mm. my dad bought a a Walther PPK, the James Bond gun, right? Right. So paid like $750 for it. And on the side, there was an engraving. And I'm not proud of this, but the name Mm. was H. Himmler. Heinrich oh, Himmler.
1: Oh, my God.
0: That gun eventually wound up selling for $45,000, $50,000. It's probably valued at about a quarter million or more now, but it, but it wound up getting resold.
1: We we've talked about, you know, that era of uh, you know, artillery and, and war memorabilia. Like I, I never would really want to own anything from that side. But uh, Well you don't
0: own anything from the genocide, you know. The, right, uh, right, right, right. But I
1: did just yes. bad bad vibes, bad or something vibes like all something like that. But you know, I mean that, that's crazy. Like it's just again, you you stumble across something that you don't even totally know what it is and uh, you know. like you say you're a collector you always got to be on the hunt and prowl and pay attention because you never know what uh what might present itself to you out of the blue
0: if you're going to collect you need to know everything there is to about what you're collecting right right and they go to the opposite end of a collectible like uh, the the bmw that tupac was shot and killed in yeah they're trying to sell that for nearly two million but it's not selling for the price they want but they put it out for two million Right. Uh, that, that, again,
1: that's not nearly as, as grim as, you know, no. the, the Holocaust and things like that. But but I'm just saying, Bruce, like, I don't think I would want that. Like, that's got a bad energy. No,
0: to I, it. that's a collectible I'd have no interest in. I mean, there's yeah. there's always somebody interested in something. Like,
1: but to me, that makes sense. Like, if you have a museum, you know what I mean? Put that in the museum and, and try to pay homage that way. But if you're a private collector, that just seems like, what do you do? You show your buddies? Like, hey, you want
0: to see where Tupac was murdered? Well, then you got the other end of the coin. Like I love dinosaurs, and I've always loved dinosaur skeletons. And you know what a try right. you know what a triceratops is, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, the skeleton of the world's largest triceratops um, they're expecting to fetch one point four million at auction. Now, how cool would it be to have that? Okay, and and
1: that's something that like I can see why it would be priced that high. Yeah, because again, like how hard is it to to even fathom how old something like that is you know what i mean like you and i like we hope to make it to 90 or 100 years old think about something that's like literally millions of years old that's crazy
0: that's crazy it's totally crazy all right let's go over to the sports area a little bit now here in the nfl last weekend the teams that look really strong from what i saw i mean brady and the bucks brady 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 okay
1: yeah i don't i don't know what to even think about just tom brady
0: anymore just put a dust on his chest i don't know what else to say Seriously. Yeah, seriously. It's like incredible. Uh, the Eagles looked awesome on Sunday. One of the more powerful teams. They looked really, really strong. The Saints looked strong. What happened to the Green Bay Packers? Wow. <laughs> the NFC North is terrible. Oh, my god, It's absolutely terrible. I think I
1: think every NFC North team lost. So yeah. the whole entire division is tied for first
0: place with an 0-1 record. Well, it's the first game of the season. You know, we're all going to get caught up in it. Um, I'll start giving people you... were accusing Aaron Rodgers of taking a dive Bruce well Aaron Rodgers came out and claimed that uh, the Saints interception he took a double nut shot from a defensive player which caused that Ugh. interception he actually came public and said that I've never heard Aaron Rodgers make excuses about anything no, because he's a great no, he's a great I, quarterback
1: there's, there's a lot of problems though in, in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and the whole sort of the management vibe with the pack. yeah. yeah the management yeah, part Interesting to see how that's playing out here.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But it was interesting when you get football. I'll start giving my football picks. I did run – what was I? It was – out of the eight – seven games that I did put bets on, I won five of them. So I had a good start to the NFL season. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. had Aaron Rodgers won, it would have been a lot better. But right. That's okay. I'm not mad at you, Aaron. Just get it together, and and you are an incredible quarterback. Get that team together and make sure it all stands together. So, I'll start giving picks. and we'll have, to, we'll have we'll have on too to discuss them. Also,
1: I'm I'm not super confident in Green Bay.
0: No, no, it's tough. It's tough. You start like that. It's very tough. Another issue too is a lot of the starting players. I think there were uh like the Rams. Or Green Bay, what was the team? I think they had 29 new starting players or somebody was telling me this. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's hard to formulate a team when you have so many new players, no matter how talented those players are. You got to
1: build that chemistry.
0: There's no I in team. Yeah. Right? There's no I in team. All right, let's get into the world of boxing and UFC and MMA. Uh, We all know UFC 266 is coming up. It's an incredible card. It's next week. We'll talk about it more next week. Um, But, you know, listen, it's awesome. We've got what two championship fights? Yep. Yeah. So you got Shevchenko. You got uh, Ortega coming in, you know, again. We're going to get Brian back. Um what's the other big fight that weekend?
1: Uh, I mean, uh Nick Diaz yes, the returns to yes. Robbie Lawler. Yes, like, this yes. is a great card.
0: Great card. Robbie Lawler and Diaz, it's going to be so awesome. Uh Alex Oliveira, Nico Price. I think that's going to be a really good fight. I'm looking forward to that. And oh, Aspen Ladd and Macy Chesson. Shosan. Yep,
1: yep, yep. Uh, They're they're fantastic uh, fighters. I've had a chance to call both of their uh, Invicta fights. Um, This is a great fight card. Actually, part uh, of me, part
0: of me, that I was just naming off fights that were October second. I'm sorry, I had the wrong card here. I apologize for that.
1: Well, I mean, you got some of them right. Like it is Shevchenko and uh, uh, who's who's Valentina fighting?
0: I oh, um, uh, Lauren Murphy. There it is. Yeah, that that fight is
1: that fight said two sixty six.
0: Isn't is it not? Yeah, it's
1: a two sixty six.
0: Yes. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the card now and pardon me, listeners. Yeah. I was quoting yeah. I was quoting things from the fight that's going to happen the following week on October second. So just give me one second. Let me bring yeah, this up. Yeah. No.
1: But but it is Brian Ortega and Alexander Volkanovsky that is your main event at two sixty six, and then uh, Lawler and, and Diaz. It's crazy to think that that first fight was 15, 16 years ago. Like what? How is that even? possible well let's give um,
0: let's give Lawler some credit here in respect to the fact that what he expected he he gives Diaz credit he goes Diaz is going to show up in shape he's going to show up ready to go and I know that's going to be the case too
1: well I hope so I hope so I, I think Nick is the type of person that he he just won't show up if he can't be 100 percent. so don't get me wrong yeah, I think we he's know that come in. <laughs> right uh, yes we we definitely do but but here's the thing like it's been so long since he's fought and you know, the the question is, is Nick Diaz at 100% still the same Nick Diaz that we saw, you know, fight Anderson Silva? Um, I don't know. We're going to find out. We're going to find out very quickly because... You do not want to be less than your perfect self when you're getting in there with the ruthless one, Robbie Lawler. So uh, I'm excited. Like, I, I know that's a stacked fight card, and there are uh, fights on that card with a lot more, you know, stakes and championship stakes. But uh, this would be the one fight that I want to see the most. If you said, okay, you only get to see one fight, which one is it? Uh, for me, it's it's Lawler and DS.
0: Right. Now... The thing with Lauren Diaz, I I saw Nick at uh, two shows ago. Or, yeah, two shows ago, he looked amazing. Right. He looks yeah. amazing. I
1: mean, he's always been an athlete and someone that pushes himself. You know, whether he's in fight camp or whether he's just running uh, in triathlons. Like, I, I'm not worried about Nick Diaz coming in shape. I think he's definitely going to be in shape. But the question is, you know, it's been a while since he's fought. He's approaching, you know, 40 years old. What does nick diaz at 100 percent look like in 2021 and what does he have for robbie lawler you know that's that's the big question and uh i can't wait to find out
0: can't wait to find it either i think robbie Lawler is gonna have a lot for nick and i think nick's gonna have a lot for robbie and i think it could easily be one of the fights of the night but there's <laughs> there's so many fight of the night potentials right. here yeah Roxanne modafari fighting for the 300th time this year um, against Talia Santos. Dan Hooker always coming to to battle and, and throw, oh, throw yeah. it out.
1: Dan Hooker.
0: Man, I love watching that kid fight. I do too. Nasrat uh, Um yep. So, you know, there's some very good fights here. Looking forward to that. It's going to be a big night. Big, big night in Vegas. It's International Fight Week. I won't get there till Friday, but it's International Fight Week. And uh, speaking of the UFC, Conor McGregor back in the news again. <sighs> Being Conor McGregor, throwing a drink at uh, Machine Gun Hell- Kelly or... I mean, this is all yeah. I mean, there's all been different reports or I just saw the video and I'm like, you know, Connor, again, I just, you know, I, I can't I can't say enough how I, I I do respect you. But it's like, how come I'm always reading something like this? Why even throw a drink? Why even d- why, why even know. let that drink leave your glass? You're at the VMA <laughs> Awards. You're dressed up. You're classy. Stay classy. I feel it's, like he's desperate, Bruce. You think he's trying to be too relic? Because I'm looking at his Instagram, too. Yeah. I mean, he's he's doing what he, he gives his fans, you know. All the information, they love to hear about Connor and all, but I mean, is that... But I
1: I feel like he's desperate to keep his name relevant. And this, like, I don't even know if this is relevant, Bruce. Like, when when he's getting into these situations that are making you question his his character, that's not the same as, you know, being out there and and keeping your name in the news. That's like... I understand, you've always said, you know, uh, any publicity is good publicity to spell your name right. This isn't good in any way, shape or form. This is, you know, causing people to actually question, you know, where Connor is mentally. And, and is he, you know, stable? I, going back, Are to you hearing he, that?
0: You're hearing that through the uh, scuttlebutt, through the crowds?
1: Well, I I think, you know, a lot of people have sort of questioned, like, what his decision-making process is to do the things that he's done. You know, going after Poirier uh, post-fight, you know, getting into it with Daniel Cormier. These things just don't make sense. Like, that's not the Conor McGregor that lost to Nate Diaz and and handled that defeat so graciously. and, And to me, made him one of the more admirable fighters in this game. Like, where's that
0: guy? Where's the class factor is what you're saying? Yeah. Where is the class? It just doesn't make sense.
1: Because I understand that we all change and we all go through different uh, sort of stages and transitions in life. And not every loss is created equal in mixed martial arts. But the guy that lost in the past and did so with class, that guy doesn't seem to be here. And that's a drastic transition from one version of Conor that made him one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time to the present day, Conor, where we're just sort of sitting here going, wait, who's this guy?
0: Well, you know, along with being relevant and anything in life to be successful, you have to be consistent. So if your image is one of class, as I like to think that mine is, is I try to be consistent because I want to be not just a role model to myself. I have to please myself in what I do. Right. And to be pleasing with myself in the way that I promote or present myself, then I want to be able to judge others. I mean, you can't really right. judge others until you judge yourself to no, a certain and extent. And
1: you, you end the show with this every single yeah. time. You know, you know, be a role model to your sphere Fear of, of influence.
0: influence. And his sphere yeah. is so huge. And that's been one of my biggest complaints. But right, when you talk about, again, consistency, if you're going to be classy, be consistent but I will right. say then maybe he is being consistent in what he's doing so you know I mean lately yeah he's being consistent but it's
1: it's a different Connor than you know we we've all seen in the past and and I think that Connor you know the one that lost to Nate uh, and handled it well that Connor you know, grew into the things that he accomplished after that for good reason, because he, he did approach things the right way. I don't know what this Connor is or what he's going to be in the future, because right now he's just acting
0: reckless. Well, you know, Connor and I kind of meet in one other business on the ground that I'm the, you know, founder and partner and right, Puncher's right. Chance. And yeah. I, and I, it was funny. I wanted, Whoever wrote me on social media, I got a few of these. Oh, is it as good as proper 12? No, proper 12 is a whiskey. This is a bourbon, right? And then the other person said, um, oh, the bottles look the same. Does that look like proper 12 to you? That looks nothing like a proper 12 bottle. Yeah. So I said, hold it up in one hand, get a proper 12, hold in the other. Confu- that, is that person blind? Pardon me? Is that person blind? <laughs> I don't, said, I don't like know. I'm, I don't know you said that item, but I do want to say one thing. Three awards right. for taste. Three awards for bottle yeah. design. Proper Twelve, I haven't heard of one award. I'm not putting it down. It's a big success, but I'm not comparing hey. the two. I don't compare no. The two. No, you don't need. I to. compare the two that were in the spirit liquor business, as Dana White is in the right. business with, with um, Howlerhead. You know his yeah. his banana infused bourbon, which I understand is doing very well too. I am. This is where I come from. I don't mm. have to throw drinks at people. I don't have to curse at people. I don't have to say no. what the fuck is going on with you. I simply say success breeds competition and competition right. breeds success. Conor McGregor, $600 million sale. Dana White, Howerhead, on his way to success. Puncher's Chance, probably I estimate in five years will sell for a half billion to a billion dollars. I'm telling you right now, put it in your mark. I'm telling you right in, now, in, five years. In, but it, does in. that matter to me what anybody else does? It matters to me to learn from them. And it right. matters to me because I love seeing Connor successful. I love seeing everybody successful because that means I have a chance to be successful. Well, this the, the business too. is a good business to be in.
1: Period. Connor, Connor's success or Dana's success, even with Howlerhead, like that sets the market
0: for you. It's the market. That sets yeah. the, right. And, and I and, support them. I support right, them. Of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Unless you put your proper 12 in a glass and throw it at me, then I'm not going to support right. you.
1: You know, we'll have a you whole nother who, problem. <laughs> I mean, why do people cheer against their competitors? It's because they're insecure and they, they feel uh, generally uh, less than. So they they pile on. You don't need to do that. Nope you you've got a you've got a proven product that, like you said, has won awards, uh, glowing reviews online. Yes.
0: Um. And uh, onward and upward, my friend. Exactly. So, Connor cheers to you and proper 12 i wish you you all the best cheers to dana cheers to everybody in the industry i want to see people successful but enjoy that success and handle yourself with class there you go period done and and connor is doing a good job of that i mean he is promoting the hell out of proper 12 yeah which he should be and and that's the reason it's been so successful so kudos and big cheers to you connor mcgregor big cheers to you okay but not when you're throwing glasses of no it to people, <laughs> much less bystanders. You know, you can buy a, a skateboard infused with Tony Hawk's blood. I saw that. I, I don't know if I want that. I, I, I don't know if I want it, but I think that, you know, if you're a Tony Hawk fan, it's actually kind of cool, but it's kind of weird, but it's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a collectible. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to buy that board and, you know, grind rails with it or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, you
0: literally can buy a piece of Tony Hawk. Exactly. Refresh my memory, TJ. Did we talk about the Holyfield Belford and Tito and Anderson? Did we-
1: I mean, a little bit. So the last time that we had talked, uh, it wasn't Holyfield. It was still Oscar de la So Hoya. we we didn't
0: talk since the event took place?
1: No, we have not talked since the event took place. I, it took place last uh, Saturday, I believe. So, um, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, there's not much to say here.
0: No, uh, but let's give it a, a five minutes before we close out the show, because I really I, I, I want to just touch on something. Yeah. Jim Lampley was the commentator assigned to that event. He did not work the event that night. He backed out. Yeah. Now, the rumor I heard, or what I was uh, informed of, was that when he heard Holyfield took the uh, the bout, he didn't want to call the fight with Holyfield at 58 years old stepping into the ring. Right? I mean, I
1: won't blame him. I wouldn't
0: blame him. Either. If that's the case, then kudos to you, Jim, because it's a very respectful thing to say. When I watched it, okay, The Anderson Silva Tito Ortiz fight was Tito Ortiz. I heard is saying now that he was hit by an illegal blow. Yeah, no, he wasn't. No, he was not. The bottom line is Tito is that you got knocked out. I mean, boxing is not your sport. You're a mixed martial artist, although you can do boxing. Anderson Silva is a proven boxer. He already beat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Not that he's the greatest boxer in the world at this point in his life, but he beat him and you know proved the fact. And then I I felt bad for Tito. It's one thing to take a fight. I know you're going to say why I feel bad for him, but I felt bad for Tito. I mean, look, he's been a friend for years. I've criticized him on some of his moves in the the political realm and stuff. But I don't want to see anybody go out like that. I don't want to see anybody go out in a minute 40. There's absolutely nothing to be proud of.
1: So here's the issue, and this is why I didn't feel bad for him. When I saw it initially, Bruce, I was like, man, that sucks. Because Tito is you know, such a, a prominent figure in mixed martial arts yeah. and the way that the UFC evolved. Like, you you have to respect Tito for what he's done and what he's uh, contributed to mixed martial arts. You can't take anything away from him there. But he gets knocked out pretty badly, um, embarrassed by Anderson Silva, and before the night is over, he's already out there trying to get a fight with, with Logan Paul. And, you know, I don't understand... You know, why I mean I do understand why. It's a money thing. You know, obviously you, you want to try to get those paydays, but like it it just leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And I don't I don't think anybody really wants to see Tito Box. And not now. You know,
0: nobody's interested in well, seeing Tito Box again. I don't
1: even think before then anyone wanted to see Tito right. Box. But I will say, as you said, uh Anderson Silva, he's looking, you know like a proven commodity here. No, he's not going to be a, a world champion boxer, no. but, uh, you know, I, I like him, you know, you know, finding his legs here in, in boxing and Dana White brought it up uh, last, uh, yeah. last week yeah. about, you know, how we have to really talk about Anderson being the greatest of all time when it comes to combat sports, because we know what he did in mixed martial arts and now he's, you know, past his prime, but, you know, beating Chavez Jr., that says something. Stopping Tito in less than a minute, That says something. Uh, Again, he's not going to be a a world champion, but, you know, Anderson taking the right fights that are intriguing, he's going to be competitive. And, uh, you know, Dana said it. I don't think Logan or Jake are going to be calling Anderson Silva anytime soon to try to, you know, put that fight together because Anderson will knock you
0: out, man. I agree with you. And, uh, you know, Jake Paul is getting a little too expressive. As I always said, listen, I know Logan. I've met Jake, but I know Logan we're friends right and logan even said you know as i've told you before he can't control his brother but let's face it they are adding and not necessarily changing the face of boxing but they're adding to it in their own way maybe changing in certain ways obviously with all these exhibition fights now feeding off the popularity of their fights but jake paul is talking very rudely um about mma fighters well i beat four and i did this and i did that and and dana was right okay well i know one fighter you mma fighter. That you're not even mentioning that is there and will probably fight you in a heartbeat, and that's Anderson Silva, right? And then uh, Vitor, after taking out Evander Holyfield, God ah, it was tough for me to watch that. The great patriot Vitor Belfort, unbelievable. Trump gets up and says, "And you're a great patriot." I started yelling at the screen. He's Brazilian, you know. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh God, millions for what? What the hell did they pay a million? I, I, I thought I the know. production, and again, Michael was Michael did it. Thrillers, are, you know, they do a great job. I wasn't very happy with the production quality of the show that night. And I know yeah, they had to I move mean, it. They went through so much turmoil in that week. But right. kudos to them for putting it on. Kudos to them.
1: I'm just curious what, you know, people that paid for it, what they feel they got for their money. Well, because, uh, I mean, the, the Vitor and Holyfield fight, it, it was quick. I think Holyfield was sort of saved from himself because he was going to continue to get hurt. Vitor is yeah. uh, a different sort of uh, fighter than than Evander is at this point. So ultimately, I think what we saw was going to be the outcome uh, eventually. Um, but again, like I don't, I don't really have any sort of desire to see Vitor box
0: again. I. Know? Vitor, the way he's acting after the fight, you know, and then whoever was with him as manager, whatever, saying mofo and F this. and F Right. This. Yeah. yeah. Like, God, where's the class factor again? We get back to it. No, what
1: that's you- the promoter. That's uh, I think that was Ryan Kavanaugh.
0: Oh, that was Ryan saying that. Yeah. I, it just doesn't hit me well, you know. And again, I get I mean, I, I'm all, I work. I work Bruce. with Thriller. OK, I, I right and and Triller, uh, tr- Triller, 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 Triller. And uh, again, because of Michael, I'm giving him all the kudos for what they're doing. Right. Right, right. But I just would do a couple things a little differently. But you know what? They took a show that got knocked out when when uh, Delahoy got COVID. They moved it literally within a week. It reminds me of the UFC moving from Buffalo to Alabama, like, you know, 25 right. years ago, Yeah, with, which they did in one or two days. And 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 Thriller. Tr- say it again.
1: Triller. <laughs> Triller. I always have a hard time saying it, but thriller I mean, it's hard because thriller's is not a real word. And thriller it's OK, it is. but, you know, yeah, it's,
0: so. it's getting there. They're doing their job um but kudos to them for moving this whole production over and 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 down to the hard rock in Seminole, florida and you know kudos Man. to them i just i i have to say though when trump was You're ta- a good
1: business fan bruce i am You're a good business fan.
0: i mean did i say i am sorry i didn't mean to pat myself on the back but i like to think no no but
1: you are you are like here here's the thing there's obviously a market for this we've seen that right yeah um and you and i have been complimentary of some of these fights like I I liked seeing Roy Jones versus Mike Tyson. Yeah, you know that I enjoyed was that. that was good. I enjoyed that. But I mean, I don't want to see Evander Holyfield fight Mike Tyson, not after what happened with Vitor. and And we see more and more of these spectacle exhibition type of boxing matches. The desire for less than stellar matchups is going to wane. And you're not going to be able to just pump out good pay-per-view numbers every single time you trot out a card because there are so many of them. So if we're going to continue to get offerings, you know, whether it be Triller or another uh, promotion, it's got to be intriguing. Like, you know, we talked to Shannon Briggs and and Quentin Jackson. That is an intriguing type of matchup. I would like to see that. Um, It's also our
0: highest rated video show on YouTube, so obviously there's an interest in it.
1: Right. Of course. And, and that's the stuff that is going if you're going to continue to put on things like this, if the combat sports space is going to continue with these types of offerings, it's there's got to be more meat on the bone than, you know, Vitor versus Evander. Holyfield. Give me
0: Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva. You'll have the biggest pay-per-view ever. I think it would be. Yeah, huge.
1: And it's it's yeah, they're, they're not going to do that.
0: Yeah. OK, well, you know, none of us know what's going to happen until it happens. And that's the way this right. exhibition boxing is working. So yeah. more power to him. Triller. Keep it going. Michael enjoys working for you. I enjoy working with you. You've got other big fights coming up. At least they're putting on real boxing matches along with the exhibition boxing matches. Um, they have a lot of fights planned, and that's a very uh, well-put-together organization. Let's see what their next go is all about. There we go. Good business, man, And a lot of music. A lot of music and the, you know, the rap music and all the the people appearing. Right. So, all right, we got to go. Yeah, we got to go. It's time to go. So anyway, we'll be back next week, uh, this weekend, is UFC. I will not be in the Octagon this weekend. I'm actually uh, working with Andrew Schultz. I may be heading down, or I think I'm planning on heading down to Austin, Texas on Monday. Nice. I'm going to, uh, he's doing his uh, special for TV and he's on my back. He wants me down there. So I'm going to head on down and enjoy a Monday night with Andrew Schultz. Get all that together. And if you're there at the show, I will see you there. Otherwise, we'll be back next week. Go ahead, TJ. we got to figure
1: out next week because you're traveling. I'm traveling. I'll be in Vegas. I'm going out there for, for International Fight Week. So we may have to run a best of. I'm not exactly sure. But you and I will talk. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure
0: it all out. Either way, we'll have something you know very entertaining for our listeners to listen to. Thank you all for tuning in. And TJ, go ahead and sign off.
1: Uh, Yeah, so follow me on Twitter at uh, TJ DeSantis. Check out uh, Extra Rounds from UFC Fight Pass. Uh, It's a show that I do with Pearl Gonzalez. You can find it on Fight Pass proper or uh, the UFC Fight Pass Facebook page. You can also subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Uh, Just do a search for UFC Fight Pass or
0: Extra Rounds. Very cool. One last thing. Vitor threw out a $30 million winner take all offer to Jake Paul. And Jake Paul's reaction was proper. Let me see the money in an escrow account. Then we'll talk.
1: I, I don't think they have an issue coming up with that money. Um, I do think, though, that a winner-take-all fight is silly.
0: I do think it's silly, too. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, but you know what? $30 million cuts a lot of family ties, so we'll see how they, they put it out there.
1: That's right. And as long as you got Michael Buffer doing the intro, like we're all for
0: it. Got the legendary greatest announcer of all time. Michael Buffer and, I
1: mean se- second best. No offense, uh, Michael. I like I like Bruce. Let me put
0: it this way: It's a uh, Frank Carrey once said. I've said it before. Michael's like a fine bottle of Bordeaux, right? And I'm like a shot of Jack Daniels, and I love that comparison. Well, a shot of Puncher's Chance. Oh man. yes, God, that's right. A shot of Puncher's the Chance, like, the award winning, the award winning Puncher's, puncher's chance. chance. Yeah, I had to throw that out there. All right, everybody, have a great week. Enjoy yourselves, TJ, Thank you. We'll see you next week, whether it's uh, an old show or a new show. But the bottom line is, I will see you at UFC 266. Cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. Have a great week, everybody. Set your goals. Write them down. Learn all about them that you can. So when you step on that golden path to the future of your life, you are the best and performing at the best you can be. Because if you're number one, great. If you're number two, great. If you're number three, great. If you're the champion, great. But if you're doing the best you can be, then you're winning. And that's what we're all about. So keep winning. Stay positive. Believe in yourself. Stay consistent. And by staying consistent, being positive, being a good person, and being classy, you'll always stay relevant. It's not that difficult. It's not that difficult. All right. Big cheers, no fears. See you next week. Buffer out. Let's jump into Pepper's world of play. Look for spring flowers. Hunt for muddy puddles. And bravely explore exciting places with Pepper play sets. Pepper Pig. Inspiring
1: kid confidence.